0: This is a Baby Brunch podcast. Baby Brunch, the parenting series, is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. Choose FedHealth for trusted medical aid cover that gives you choice, flexibility, and control. And that will be with you through every stage of your family's unique journey. FedHealth, we let you be you. So the 2nd of April is World Autism Awareness Day. I'm really lucky cause I know lots of people and I know this cool mom who's on a Zoom call with me now and this is our way of recording in the month of April because we can't actually sit next to each other. Karin, how are you?
1: I'm very well and very indoors, how are you?
0: <laughs> I am ready for this lockdown and also this time has given me the opportunity to hang out with people that I wouldn't normally be able to hang out with because there's always a meeting and life and this is happening and that is happening. And I'm really lucky to, to check in with you, to literally hear how you are, but then also to just point your attention to this. Now we have done a podcast together before, and the focus was explaining what dyspraxia and what autism is and, and what we can do and how we can act the do's and the don'ts. But I want to tell you something. I am very proud of your son. And. This is actually not a podcast, this is a broadcast. And that's why I checked in with you again today because I just thought if it's World Autism Awareness Day, there's one special guy that I wanna highlight because if this was my son, I would be printing billboards to show people what the gift that autism has given me. And I wanna commend you on your parenting style and how, how you teach values to your children and how you let them be and how you let them laugh <laughs> and and all of that I think makes it really I don't know if I can say this, makes it easier to have the sun that you have because of your mindset. How is Tim?
1: Tim is great in certain <laughs> I think in certain ways, autism um, really prepares you for lockdown and social distancing Mm because staying home and just being around the people that you uh, know the best and care about the most is a real win um, for, for most autistic people. And Tim is also really excited when he gets to care for people and care about people, when he gets to feel like he's helping. And so obviously we're all helping uh, through the lockdown, but he gets to help by helping to cheer up his grandmother, helping to make us all laugh, out with doing the dishes. And all of that really makes him he feel good about himself. And um, but Tim is wonderful. When it
0: comes to World Autism Awareness Day, what do you want us to know? What, what is it that the organizations are preaching at the moment that we, that we should know about?
1: I think there's a great thing that um, Autism South Africa are talking about in in this particular month of April, and um, the message is always about neurodiversity, and their message for this year in particular is that we should embrace neurodiversity. When you when you meet any human being normally in our lives, we expect them to be competent in whatever they're doing. If it's somebody working in a shop, we expect them to be competent at their job. If it's somebody that we engage with as a colleague it's a friend we expect them to be competent in engaging with us emotionally and i think so often when people learn that people have autism they stick that label up in front of them and they stop seeing the human being and they just start seeing the label they stop expecting them to be competent they presume now that they're incompetent and so they start treating them differently and treating them less than and i think it's important to so going back to neurodiversity This might be different. The way they do it might be different. They might have different competencies. We must really embrace that just because people are different, it doesn't mean that they're less than us. I think the message that you're
0: sharing is a general message of 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 being human, you know? We shouldn't be treating anyone like they're different or labeling labeling anyone like human nature wants us to label people when you see someone with like, you've got red hair and glasses, therefore you could be a nerd, even though you do love reading and writing. <laughs>
1: or, I think, yeah. I think it's a thing we find easy as humans, right? You know, I think it's a, it's, it's something that it's, it's a laziness in us that we can label people. We can make assumptions about them. We can put them into boxes. And then it's easier for us to deal with them, but that's injustice to them. You know, and we don't wanna be in those boxes ourselves. You don't wanna be just seen as one thing. You don't wanna be you're not just a mom. Oh, okay, Ilana's a mom, that's who she is, that's what she is, that's what she does. Oh, Elana's a celebrity, that's tells us something about her personality. No, it doesn't at all. It's a job, it's it's part of yeah. it's one of the things that you are, but it's no means everything. So we don't wanna be treated that way. So we should definitely not be treating other people that way.
0: Your son Tim has many talents and I'm remarkably proud and very excited about the one aspect, which is his new online platform that this dude has started. What is your son good at?
1: Him is really good at remembering everything you ever said in your entire life to him. <laughs> um, he's really good at storytelling. He's really good with words. He's really good at imagining things, making you laugh at wordplay, at things which are. Ridiculous and unexpected he's really good at learning fascinating things about the world and being able to interpret them and find joy in them and he's delighted us you know ever since the day that we my mother um, bought him an iPad, so he was able to start writing he's written stories and he reads stories to to myself and his brother almost every single night he's more prolific than I am it's a little bit of shaming as a writer um, <laughs> <laughs> A much higher output than I do. And I finally persuaded him that it was good to be had in sharing this with the rest of the world, that other people might find fun and amusement and entertainment and happiness from the things that he creates.
0: In a written piece that I, I recently interviewed you in, I asked you, what's the, what's the one thing you want people to know about about people who have autism and the one thing you said was that they're not dangerous you know and because people actually think that sometimes and the other thing is is that tim really loves children and not Mm. too long ago he wrote and read the most Mm. beautiful story for one of my daughters i actually want to play you this so this is a story that tim wrote for one of my daughters because he really wanted to help her build confidence
2: Essie had had such a busy day. She'd sung songs at school, she'd played with her friends, she and Annie had had a delicious supper. Mom and Dad had been happy and played games with Essie too. And now it was bedtime. Essie climbed into bed and closed her eyes. And when Mom and Dad wished her sweet dreams, Essie smiled to herself. They didn't know her awesome super secret. You see that blanket wrapped around Essie's shoulders? That's really a cape. You see those cute pajamas? That's really a super-suit. You see, by day, Essie is a smart, funny, strong little girl. But at night, Essie is a superhero. She fights away bad guys, sometimes two a night. She watches over Mom and Dad and Annie, and makes sure they're all safe and happy all night long. Once, she thought there was a monster under the bed, but when she checked, it was really just another superhero who had come to help Essie. Yes, even superheroes need help sometimes and superheroes always stick together and help each other. So you see, while Mom and Dad think Essie's fast asleep, if you look closely, you'll see that really she's off solving problems and defeating enemies. It's hard work for a little girl, even a little girl who's a superhero, so that's why some mornings she's still a bit tired or grumpy when Mom and Dad wake her up. You would be too if you'd saved the whole country last night. Of course, Essie can never tell them, and she's going to sleep right now, pulling her blanket cape tight around her shoulders, ready for tonight's big adventure.
0: So that's really cool. I mean, he he can motivate people through this platform. Where can we find out more about Tim's writing and his stories and and the things that he's busy with at the moment?
1: His website is, is recordsofanaspy.wordpress.com. He's putting stuff up there. Um, I'm trying to encourage him onto social media. I'll I'll put any links up there. He's He's a little scared, you know. He's a little scared of social media and the world, you know, and I know that there can be a lot of meanness and, and rudeness and harshness out there, and um, and so he's has some barriers to that. Um, but he's been getting great positive feedback, so I hope that if he gets a bit more and he he can get a bit of that super SE confidence himself, then, um, then he can put more of himself into the world.
0: What was Tim's reaction when I said to him? Uh, that his mom needs to interview him you you need to interview Tim
1: <laughs> he's always flattered you know and and he's done a few things on radio and it's it's never simple for him it's never easy because he often feels like there's maybe more important people to talk to or more interesting people to talk to and he's only one normal guy in his mind you know just living his life and doing his thing and I think that why he why he's willing to talk why he always says to me it's fine for me to talk I always check with my kids before I talk about them it's their lives not mine is that when we've done it there's been other parents that have got in touch with me there has been they've said oh my son really enjoyed listening to it it really helped him you no know, kids who really feel hopeless and helpless about finishing school to, to hits him and that he matriculated at 16 and that he's got practice and happiness in, the, in engagement with the world. And it's not to say, of course, that he doesn't have his struggles, he doesn't have his anxiety, he doesn't have his depression, he deals with all of those things. But again, that that's not all he is. And so I think for him, the opportunity when it arises, whenever it's these days, autism awareness, autism acceptance, um, later on in the year there's autism pride, which is another great thing to claim this and own it and, and say it's a positive thing. Mm-hmm no he's always keen if he thinks that maybe somebody out there will hear this and it will help them or it'll it'll give them a little bit of happiness and relief in the, their own struggles and their own life that they're going through
0: well you're a good mom and your son is beautiful and i dig him and i, I want to do a a broadcast about every child in this in this world because man they they just it was their time was their time to be born and it was their time to shine uh, in every possible way. And, and I'm, I'm so pleased.
1: I'm so pleased you interviewed him (laughs) How did you, did you record him on phone? Just recorded him on my phone. I, I ambushed him. He came (laughs) through to my room to talk about something else. And I was like, well, you're here. And I pressed record and, uh, he will do it. He will do it for his friend Ilana. He will always do it for his friend Ilana.
0: This is Karin's interview with his son, Tim.
3: What do you wish people had done differently when you were
0: younger?
4: Well, I think for a start, something that I think could have been done better. At the very least, my first grade teacher did better at warning you about things that were going wrong.
3: So you think it's important that kids with autism get help from early on, hey? Yeah. And do you think there's things about you that were misunderstood?
4: Yeah. One thing that I think being a problem is just how... Mm, I think just how confusing some things can get a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Because... If you're in a loud environment, and you hear ring the bell instead of bring the bell, Mm. then people should be a bit more ready to figure out that...
3: It was a misunderstanding.
4: Yeah, especially since it was a loud environment, Mm -hmm. So, of course, mistakes were going to be made.
3: You got your matric at 16, which is a remarkable achievement, because you're a remarkable person. Mm -hmm. Um, If there's other kids on the autism spectrum who are struggling with school, could you say anything to encourage them or help cheer them up a bit?
4: I think that would be to, I guess, find something that you know you're comfortable with stick with that for example a lot of my interests do have one thing in common and that's usually an engineering aspect Mm -hmm. so whether it's a vehicle or a utility like a crane Mm -hmm. they've all got some sort of moving part.
3: And they they make you happy, hey?
4: Yeah, just exploring them and seeing how they work.
3: If you think about people in your life that you are grateful for, who would some of them be, or or what are some of the things they've done that, that you've been grateful for? Like maybe Ben, or...
4: Well, definitely Ben, because he became the one friend that I really kept from grade three onward and then another that I'd really commend would be actually Cameron from ninth grade who even though he was half-brothers with biggest thorn in my side during that grade and was sometimes Also in with his actions, he did have a voice of reason and was definitely more in control of the situation when trying to tone things down.
3: And any teachers that you're grateful for or that you think did a good job?
4: Well, in hindsight, I think my second grade teacher was doing some good, even if it was basic bribery and sweets.
3: <laughs> she was being kind, eh?
4: Yeah. She was being adaptive to the situation. Mm-hmm. And then also Miss Batterson, the second-half, third-grade teacher I had. Despite me literally wrecking the classroom, she still persisted with helping me.
3: So one of the things that she did was to try and find ways for you to have a break if things were feeling a bit too much and that's something that um, I know Linda did with you as well where you could take a break have a hot chocolate or go for a walk or something like that. Do you think that helped having being able to have time out if things were too stressful? Mm-hmm. That's maybe a good idea, hey? Yeah. What do you think that you're really good at?
4: As I recently picked up while having a conversation with Ben and my brother Liam, I seem to be fairly good at remembering specific details Uh and have what Ben basically called an encyclopedic memory, (laughs) which I'd say isn't actually that far from the truth, Because I remember so many odd things, such as Titanic's fourth funnel being fake, or (laughs) the fact that the beetle was made as a massive uh, money scam, (laughs) or even that mosquito planes were made of wood.
3: I think that you're very good at being kind to people and being kind to animals. Do you think animals are important to you?
4: Yeah, because in a way, without most animals, dead or alive, then either they wouldn't be where they are now or we wouldn't be where we are now. Mm -hmm. Whether we've got cats and dogs as pets or vermin extermination, or whether we have monkeys fired off into space or even if there's a alligator on a spit roast or even if it's a pet alligator which you do rarely get
3: but talk about your cats a little bit
4: yeah i was getting to that hmm. animals can then also as pets have A nice something that, at the very least, you can talk to, even if they don't talk back. Uh Uh-huh. And with the cats raising them from when they were a few weeks old, in the case of two of them, and then providing a safe home for the third, it's been really nice helping them all out, because out of it, I gave... A black cat with a few handicaps, a few of which being smell, amongst other things. (laughs) Uh I've given her a home where she feels comfortable. Yeah. And first two cats who are sisters, I end up with a loyal acolyte out of one of them who (laughs) follows me wherever I go.
3: She does indeed. Mm. So, Timo, um, if there's any parents who are maybe just found out that their kids on the spectrum and they're a bit anxious or a bit worried, what advice would you give them?
4: My advice would be to ask medical professionals first before the Facebook groups because if there's one thing that can be dangerous to the livelihood of a child on the spectrum is anti-vax parents.
3: That's true. And any other tips for them about their kids? or?
4: If you do find your child is on the spectrum, then something that would usually be good is to try and adapt things for them if necessary. Just try to keep them comfortable as they develop into adulthood, Mm -hmm. and make sure that they're gonna, well, do well in future.
3: Excellent. Do you want to mention your website?
4: I was asked for an interview, not for peddling. (laughs)
3: Okay.
4: But yeah, I have a website where I've got a few things up including a picture of the one of the cats.
3: Mm, that's the most important thing, here. Yeah.
4: hmm <laughs> Something that is worth noting, because it is often used as a joke, is that I'm a kid with Asperger's who's happy and has a mother named Karen, so yeah. Whether pronounced Karin or Karen, not all of them
2: are evil. Yay!
3: (laughs) Thank you, Tim, love.
2: Welcome.
0: Baby Brunch, the parenting series, is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. Choose FedHealth for trusted medical aid cover that gives you choice, flexibility, and control. And that will be with you through every stage of your family's unique journey. FedHealth. We let you be you.